You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla. King of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, King of Casters. I'm your host, NB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper was crying earlier because he was afraid of Bialanti. Don't worry, he's a dog. It wouldn't. It would make sense for a human to be afraid of Bialanti. It's a pretty spooky looking thing. It is. <clears throat> Which brings us to today's feature: Godzilla versus Bialanti. We're not even gonna have like a, a preamble. There's yeah, we're a, we not gonna talk. do my usual shenanigans. Uh, Baby Annette is not a guest star in this episode. <laughs> no. Uh, Jasper is making some noise over there uh, with his uh, <laughs> toy treat thingy. Uh, but bobble. Uh, yeah, so we're going right into the movie. Uh, the second of the Heisei era films. The first one to actually take place in the Heisei era. The first one, I guess, was like a year before or something. Semantics, yeah. though, but yeah. Let's talk about our feelings on the film. Uh, I want to go first. Okay. Because I've got a hot take. All right. Outside of Okja, this is the best movie we've covered on the podcast so far. I think it is the best Godzilla film and the best of... Definitely beats Clifford. Uh, I mean, I like Clifford, but but it beats Clifford. Uh, It's not hard to beat that one. Uh, But... It beats all the Godzilla films we've seen before. It beats the Showa era that we've seen. Uh, beats Abira, which we loved. Beats 98, which we love. Uh, I was surprised by that take because I was a lot more negative about the return of Godzilla than you were. Yeah. I did not particularly care for that film and that you know set off this reboot stream of the uh, Godzilla films I believed in it <laughs> yeah and yeah so I really friggin love this movie and we're gonna talk about why in a bit uh, but yeah so those are my initial feelings mm-hmm. and you it's fine <laughs> no I love it it's so good it's like um easily the top like yeah definitely the top of what we've uh covered so far <laughs> i i still really like abira <laughs> i really like, like a beard i'm not like saying abira no, is a bad no, no i know i think i feel like objectively though i have to give this the crown now like i mean the creature my... effects alone were so good so much better than any other godzilla film Biolante is so far from what we've seen, I think, the best looking kaiju. Yeah. Definitely the most complicated kaiju. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. I think I was very I knew this was gonna be one of like the greats mm-hmm. going into it, but like this is the one to beat now. Yeah. Like, holy shit, like we can go into it, but it's not just the kaijus that we thought was really interesting and fun. Yeah. And that's a rarity. It's so fucking good. The, on 
I loved this movie on every level. Every single level. And we are we're gonna talk about that more uh when it's my section of things. Mm. When I get to take over, when it gets to be all about me. It doesn't. Uh, that but now I am just a a peon to the person who knows about special effects shit. Uh, and that person who knows about special effects shit is Brandon in our segment that we call What That Monster Do. Yes. So in What That Monster Do, um, I'll just start with Godzilla in this movie. Looks very similar from Return of Godzilla. His tongue moved. He does. I know. I, I like the tongue moving. It was good. It was also the least aware, actively aware I've been watching a Godzilla film that it was a man in a suit. Like, obviously, yeah. I always know on some level that it's a man on a suit in a suit. I know how these movies work, but I was able to lose that with the narrative. I think that uh, in large part because the narrative's really good, but yeah. Yeah. It was not a man in a suit to me. It was Godzilla on that screen. And I don't think there was anyone in a suit for Bialanti. I don't think you could. <laughs> no, I think that was so. pure puppetry. But yeah. yeah. Oh, goodness. I'm going through. Okay. All right. So this, so this is the first Godzilla film to feature CG. And it's used... It's not like, oh, they're trying to CG like a monster. It's more like computer oh. generated Oh, you're talking schematics. about the military schematic. Yeah. There's like two scenes we see of like, like the military's planning attacks on Godzilla. And we see like, we see like computer war game style, like, uh, just, you know, like dots and lines representations in 3D of the military vehicles and of Godzilla. Yeah, the, another one is, um, I guess I'll get into <laughs> the monsters themselves. So Godzilla looks about the same, but again, very good suit. Yeah. And Biolante is insane. Oh um, my god, there's so many parts to him. But, to her actually. To her, yeah, it's her, because it's Erica, it's yeah. Erica. So we'll get into that, but basically, uh, it's got the soul of a dead woman. <laughs> but um, you think that's who Mister Peanut Butter's calling to every single time? Erica, <laughs> <laughs> right off in the distance, right off in the background, like it's the green tentacle. <laughs> Erica, love what you did with your tentacles or your vines. Look great. So, um, Violante is a a chimera creature. That is a mix of Godzilla DNA and, and rose and, DNA. and roses, yes. So, and probably some other plants thrown in there. Because, like, I don't think roses have, like, vines. I, like, I don't think roses have crocodile <laughs> That's the Godzilla part. <laughs> but, um, well, how do we know Godzilla doesn't have vines? We don't know what puberty looked like for kaiju. Awkward teenage Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Go away, mom. <laughs> Instead of voice cracks, just little bits of fucking atomic breath. <laughs> Teenage Godzilla's just like all angsty on the bleachers. Ugh, Rodan's in next to him. He's like, Mothra's such a bitch. You wouldn't even give me a hand job on her. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Rodan's just like, 
Squawk! Uh, yeah, girls are crazy, right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if you could just like guys? Oh, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of... I mean, sometimes, don't you feel like you gotta like girls because you're supposed to? <laughs> yeah. Rutan is combat confirmed. <laughs> okay, so, uh, anyway. Ghidorah comes by and slaps Rodan's books out of his hand. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Bailante. So Bailante is a mix of roses, some other plants, and Godzilla DNA. So because of the and with the soul of Erica, the scientist who created her uh, like dead. We'll daughter. go more into that in the story yeah. section. It's a bit complicated, but yeah. soul. She has a soul. So yeah. she her makeup is she has two large forms in the movie. Both of them are, I think it'd be pretty, pretty accurate categorize them as both unsettling and creepy um she is also the hero of the story that's the thing that's what we'll get into <laughs> violante is a hero so keep in mind violante in this movie looks like i can describe the first form in the movie is when uh she goes out into a lake and she just kind of like sews all her roots there she's this big tall imagine a um a plant lighthouse with vines going up across the top and at the peak instead of a light it is a giant rose and within the center of the rose there's just a few little teeth in the middle yeah and then branching out she's got like not to keep comparing her to audrey too but literally like when audrey too branches out and has the smaller singing mouths it's, that yeah. is what she's got she's got a little like venus flytrap yeah like little uh, tea things at the end of her vine, some of them. So she's hanging out in there and, you know, a lot of greens, of course. Green is a very prominent color on her. And with the rose, there's like the red. There's like the red and the green. And um, she can shoot acid out of their out of her vines. This is what she uses to attack Godzilla the first time they fight, where she like shoots acid in his eyes like, ah, and like keeps fighting her. But like he burns her alive. Like, it's made very clear in the movie that, like, I don't think that she's as resilient as Godzilla is. Mm -hmm. Like, she's bigger, and she, but she's more fragile. Like, because, you, you know, she's just a bunch of plants. Yeah, she burns alive, and we see her spores float into space. So she has the ability of sporing, of sporing around. So what happens then is Violante has a second form which is fucking sick where imagine a grass crocodile with massive amounts of tentacle or like vines so like kind of similar imagine like the vines are the same from the first form but now it's like kind of like a, a hunched over hag kind of demeanor with like a giant crocodile godzilla looking head on the end yeah. with Matt, like not just one row of teeth, like the entire bottom and top jaw are teeth. The whole thing. Like full of teeth, full of rage. And in the center of her like body is like a pulsing like heart thing. Yeah. Like big and red. So like that's where the red color comes back in, in her second form. So she's very aggressive 
and very big. I think she's like twice the size of Godzilla. Her mouth is literally all teeth. Everything. Yeah. There's no gum in there. No. It's all, all teeth. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's so like, like the monster house. The but... inside of the monster house is all jagged pieces of wood and teeth. It's... <laughs> yeah. So um, I have some things about how Biolante was made. Okay, give me that, um, give me the lowdown. So Biolante was crazy. Like, first off, it took over twenty crew members to control Biolante in her final form. Okay, twenty people to get that all set up and proper, which you know is a lot. Along with thirty-two piano wires, Holy shit. which broke the previous record, which was King Ghidorah with twenty-two. Oh my! Which God. makes sense because those are a lot of mines. Yeah. So then, so Biolante is a crazy complex creature to have, and apparently, after filming was complete, the Biolante the suit was placed into storage. After which, it became home to multiple stray cats on the Toho lot. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. So then, the interesting thing is, um, oh, interesting. So the reason why in the in the production we were like the final fight kind of feels a little short. It it's not. It doesn't. It's shorter than these fights usually are. It felt perfectly paced to me as a movie. Yeah, like a real movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but you know, for a Godzilla movie, usually it's like. It's an hour of boring stuff you don't care about, and then the final fight is 30 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, um, there was a lot of different styles for animation they were trying to mess with <laughs> when they were trying to make Biolante, because, like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, one of them involved stop motion, yeah. where the tentacles would, like, wrap around Godzilla, like, you know, stop motion animation and everything. And then another was, like... I guess a glowing anime Biolante to try to devour Godzilla. Huh. I guess one, I read here that one scene that Kawakita, who was the special effects director, regretted deleting was featured Godzilla in the middle of Lake Ashi, where the first form is, <laughs> surrounded by a countryside of blooming flowers. I feel like that would have been really cool. Yeah. Because, like, the weird thing about Biolante is, like, it's so, she's so gross and monstrous, but also, like, plants are pretty. Like, yeah. like it's a it's an interesting contrast. But, um, yeah, Biolante took a lot of effort, but I guess they filmed some stop motion sequences, but they didn't make it into the final film because it didn't quite line up with the style of the rest of it. Where, like, you know, I think the, the, re the real-time suitmation stuff was what they wanted to keep. I guess this was also the first Godzilla film to use remote-operated miniatures, like okay. helicopters. Yeah. And that was interesting. Yeah. So, it was crazy. Any other fun uh, facts? Uh, there's, a, again, two suits. One for land scenes, one for water, water scenes. Yeah. And then there's an animatronic Godzilla from close-up shots. Maybe that's the same one from the first one. Hmm. Or I guess this one was a different mold. But yeah, they had some interesting different ways of having Godzilla that wasn't specifically just the guy in the suit. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff relating to um how Godzilla, you know, 
how this film had, I guess, a little bit more of a troubled production. Like, it took five years to make. Because remember, the first one came out, what, 1984? Yeah. It, so, it, it took a while to get this one. Yeah, I was like, because I didn't know the year this came out. And I was surprised when the next one we're doing, uh, not the next one for our episodes, but coming up, we've got, we're doing the next one in the High Zai era. And he gave me the date of that one. And it was 1991. I was like, it's two years. That, they make like one or two Godzilla movies a year. That doesn't make sense. These were 80s films. But yeah. Apparently, so there was just a big hiatus between Returns and Versus Biollante. Ooh, you just found a, a spicy fact, I think. It. The Godzilla suit weighed 242 pounds. Ooh. <laughs> so then, that's interesting. Yeah. So, like, that is such a big thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool, but sad then. Ooh, what? Um, the Biollante head itself was donated to a university, but then it was lost in a fire. Oh, which head? The Biollante head. Which one? The rose head? Like, the big one. Okay, the, the, the crocodile head. Yeah. Got it. So that's sad. But I guess this, the suit for Biollante's monster plant form... Was approximately ten feet. Holy shit! A big, big plant. Okay, so then, yeah, that that. Oh, okay. I I well, the first time I read this, I was like, "How would someone hold that?" When it says Biollante's plant form is two hundred thousand metric tons, making her the second heaviest monster in the entire series. No, they mean that's like, like in what universe. They, yeah, in universe. Yeah, I was like. That's a lot for like thirty people to lift. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of things where this is a first for a good amount of fe- visual effects. It was the first Japanese film to feature visual effects sequences shot in Vista Vision. Which had like twice the resolution of a standard like thirty five millimeter. Yep. I'm guessing that helped with like Blu ray things on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's Vista Vision. So it's uh, it was a new visual effect thing that was used in previous like American films, but never really um, was in Japanese ones. And in 2014, well, you know, uh, that's more of a thing I'll bring into later. But all yeah. right, so so that's some VFX stuff. Very, overall for VFX, very good, very good. And Violante is incredible. All right, so we're going to go to commercial break, and then we're going to talk about my stuff. Uh, So, yeah. See you after the break, baby. Woo-woo. Catch you then. Sometimes when you least expect it, an uncontrollable urge may come over you. Lobster. To spice up our sex life. And when that happens, there's just one thing to do. Uh-huh. Red Lobster for live Maine lobster. Just the way you like it. One juicy bite of that crustacean coochie. And you know you found something special. Now, about that craving for dessert. If you know what I mean. on we're not even being subtle here like we'll let you bang the lobsters no joke mask off oh my god how do you find these commercials god oh 
They let that on normal TV? Oh, but but he was... And she was... What? And it was for Red Lobster? Why? Oh, no. <laughs> Banned Red Lobster ad. <laughs> Too hot for TV. Folks, if you haven't guessed at this point, I like to... Uh, before we know what the ads, the fake ads, gonna be, I like to just put Brandon in a bad situation, in which he has to find a very specific ad based on my <laughs> reaction to the ad. I like to find a fucking Robert De Niro ad. <laughs> <laughs> we record these episodes back to back in the same day, so like you would have, you would have hopefully heard of the Robert De Niro uh, ad last episode if I had found it. So I think this was a very interesting film because I, it is, it owes a lot to Steven Spielberg. Or I don't know if it owes a lot to Steven Spielberg or Steven Spielberg owes a lot to 40 serials. And this was clearly inspired by those as well. It's just, the score of this movie is really great. Like, and I don't usually notice the Godzilla score outside of the fame, the theme the famous, you know, Godzilla theme. But this movie had, like, just a really fun, jaunty score of adventure. Uh, sure. sure. That was cool. But I should summarize the plot, and we'll use that as a jumping-off point for the rest of talking about stuff. So, this picks up in the aftermath of the return of Godzilla. A military cleaning crew is getting biological material from Godzilla all uh, all uh, collected when a a uh, a mercenary group from the US representing a corporation comes in kills the Japanese soldiers and takes off with the material with a Godzilla scale before they themselves are gunned down by a so singular assassin, a Middle Eastern assassin from the fictional country of Sarabia, which I don't know what a uh, what a real world parallel for Sarabia. Rich, they could be. they say in the film, we're rich in oil, but nothing else. Yeah, what could? Yeah, what could uh, that Sarabia be? We don't no know. Clue. But uh, Trump probably has a hotel there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this singular, really cool, like Miami Vice fucking assassin uh, kills all of them, brings his, the Godzilla scale to Sarabia, where a scientist and his daughter are supposed to experiment on it. Mm -hmm. uh, the scientist is a biologist specializing in plants mostly but and is and a terrorist attack happens at the same time destroying the godzilla scale uh and killing the daughter as she's among one of his plant experiments mm -hmm. which over five years leads to an obsession in which he's become convinced that in this batch of roses his daughter's consciousness exists and he's fucking right. <laughs> he is vindicated. He's vindicated. Eventually. But yeah, so then... And 
movie the movie's gonna sound overcomplicated as i explain it out loud but somehow they balance it well enough that it never feels too overbearing in the actual film but then this military guy named goro he's gotten a shit detail in his mind of just he spent the past five years at a mostly abandoned outpost just in case godzilla ever comes back (laughs) He's like, dang it. And on that outpost, there's also a school of psychic children. I thought it was just a school of kids. I didn't know it was psychics. Ah, they're psychic. Ooh. And who, when the teachers come in one day, our main, main characters of our ensemble cast are two women who were friends with the dead daughter, Erica, uh, who are also, who one of them is psychic and the other is just a teacher. Uh, so they come in one day and all of the kids hold up pictures they've drawn, drawn that morning of Godzilla. All of them. Yeah. It's a really good shot. It is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what are you doing today, kids? And keep on, I don't, I think we saw Godzilla in like the intro, but not since then. And then all the yeah. kids are like, yeah. And they're like. Yeah. Child drawings of, like, Godzilla burning shit. Yeah. And shortly after that, some stirrings happen in the volcano where Godzilla was caught at the end of the last movie. Where it's clear that Godzilla is still alive. He's still trapped in the volcano, but he is still alive. And so everyone starts scrambling to find out what to do. The two main prongs of this happening are... The military has made a new machine to kill Godzilla. Like they're a, they're something. It's like the V two. Yeah, like the whatever. X two. So they had the X in the last movie. The X two, uh, which is the part of the young Flyboy character who's got the most forties adventure serial thing, and the the fun score accompanies him everywhere he goes and he dresses in the leather jacket and the hat and everything it's great he's they're working on that and it's it's a main idea is that like it is a giant mirror so if godzilla uses atomic breath on them it will fire atomic breath it'll fire 40 times the atomic breath back at godzilla yeah. uh, and then the spy plot because the corporate espionage is still gone on. The American company has two spies who are trying to break in to get to a lab to grab Godzilla's material. And it's a great shot where those guys are like, I'm going to steal the formula. And they're like looking into like the house. And then like the the lone. Yeah, the the, so, the uh, <laughs> Sarabian, uh, the Sarabian assassin is still in the game. And he's, and he's looking at them, looking at the people in the house. Uh, the scientist has been in prong two, experimenting with Godzilla cells uh, to combining them. He's supposed to be doing it to create a serum that will eat nuclear waste that they're going to infect Godzilla with like a tapeworm. Yeah, it's called, like, nuclear-eating bacteria. Yeah, but he's using it to try and make the plants grow and bring his daughter back. So the spies all break, at the same time, break into the lab to try and steal the Godzilla cells and have a showdown that is interrupted by a really cool horror scene of just friggin' plant vines coming out and 
killing one of the Americans, uh, almost killing the Sarabian, but he like he's like able to use his knife to cut it in time. This is the introduction of Biolante. Yeah. This is the first thing we see it do. And then <laughs> Biolante breaks through the wall and escapes. No one knows to where. A couple of days later, they find out. They the they lake. just look and see, and all of a sudden, the giant rose head one that we talked about is in the center of the lake, uh, sucking up all that water and yeah. growing bigger and bigger. Oh god, it's so cool! It's a gorgeous because it's like misty on the lake, and it's like fuzzy and spooky, and like the vines yeah. are kind of like swirling under the water. Like, kind of spooky. Yeah, then... Fuck, what else happened? Okay, so then... Uh, when they're trapped... So then the... Uh, Goro uh, makes a deal with uh, the American spies who made it out with the Godzilla cells to try and get them back. Uh, but that goes wrong when the Sarabian... With when the Sarabian hitman kills the surviving American hitman, well, makes the, off with the cell. Well, the important thing to know that is that they made the deal because they said if they didn't get it, then they were going to blow up. Yeah, blow the up the volcano and release Godzilla. Get him out of there. Yeah, the volcano blows up and Godzilla's released. Yep, and all hell breaks loose because God's first. It's just Godzilla taking on military targets and. The X2 appears to be really effective against him, but it's, you know, but it's got the problem of it can't last that long. Mm. Like, you get the idea that if it could last long enough, it would kill Godzilla on its own, but it can only take like three or four shots and that's not enough to get Godzilla. Yeah. Then Biante calls to Godzilla for a fight and they fight. Bialante is killed and burned. Burned and goes up into space like we talked about. And all looks bad as Godzilla rampages and rampages. But the nuclear bacteria the nuclear eating bacteria is ready and a military operation happens to get that into Bialante's system. And Bialante uh I mean not Bialante into Godzilla's system. Yeah, to suck out, because it's like, like no one said, it's a tapeworm, so like... Godzilla can't eat then. Yeah, it would just slowly like starve him out and like yeah. stop him from attacking. Oh, so in the process of that, they get it into his system, but Goro is killed, unfortunately. It's a really badass scene. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, where, so he like, they got enough darts in him at first, because they only need one dart to succeed, they got two in. And Goro's like, oh, it's wrapped up. He's chatting on the uh, walkie-talkie, and he's getting ready to head towards the stairs. And we just see, in shot, Godzilla's head slowly come in. And he's right there. And Goro fires a dart right down his fucking mouth and says, you really need to lay off taking that shit intravenously <laughs> before Godzilla wrecks his building killing Goro. But it's so fucking badass. Such a good way to go. Yeah. The bacteria is in there, but they find out complication. Oh no, Godzilla's got to get hotter in order for it to work. Yeah. Uh, because it's, you know, viruses and bacteria don't work as well in cold temperatures. And Godzilla's a reptile. 
so he's cold-blooded. And I don't think that's exactly how science works, but I bought it for the movie. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they have an idea. Flyboy has an idea of a suit, not a suicide mission because it's an unmanned drone, but but of a, you know, a kamikaze mission for the drone of just one last final hit drive the explosion right into godzilla it'll heat him up yeah that oh no that doesn't work when they do it they succeed with the plan but the plan doesn't have the effect they thought it would all is lost it appears and then Mm. descending from heaven with a heavenly light and everything the spores come back down and form into Biolante. <laughs> yeah. And the, the new scary, creepy ass, but apparently our hero form. <laughs> and Biolante wrecks Godzilla's shit, uses, uh, and wrecks Godzilla's shit, uh, gets, uh, Godzilla fires his atomic breath down Biolante's mouth, and that, like, Literally, you see, like, her back blowing up and goo-going everywhere. Oh, yeah. you get that really cool shot where she literally puts a vine through his hand. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. It, like, spears yeah. it and it's just lots of blood. Like, oh my Yeah. God. It's... And Godzilla now bleeds green, which makes more sense, honestly, than Godzilla... The r- vast amounts of red we've seen in other Godzilla movies. Yeah. But, yeah, so her fucking insides are wrecked by that. But she's able to throw it back at him with her own atomic blast, throwing his atomic blast back at him. And that's enough to heat him up. And he falls to the ground dead. But Biolante's dead too, dying too. She dies. Her spores float back up to heaven. With, we see the spirit of Erica. They, everyone was right. The go- she It is the ghost of... The ghost of the scientist's daughter. Everything's good. The scientist swears to never fuck around with monsters again, which is a good moral. Yeah. And as he's swearing that, all of a sudden, he's shot through the chest. Yeah. And we, we thought zoom the film over. was over. We thought the film was over. He shot through the chest. The... <sighs> The Sarabian assassin is still alive. <laughs> He's still here. And there's a... Oh, there's a fight. An extended car chase and fight scene where it looks like the Sarabian's got the upper hand on one of our heroes, uh, Goro's sidekick, uh, who we didn't really mention because he's not plot relevant until this moment, really. He's there the whole time. He's Goro's sidekick. He's doing everything Goro's doing. But, you know, Goro is the driving force then. But, uh, But, yeah, so he fights him. It looks like he's about to get shot by him, but the Sarabian has has, uh, stepped onto one of Goro's anti-Godzilla mines, which which is activated, and he's electrocuted into nothing. And we We cut back, we cut back to the camp, to Goro's station, where the Flyboy has pressed the button, he did it! He's shocked the, shocked the pad and blew him up it was amazing we get like a montage of all of the still surviving ensemble members uh just like 
going on with their lives of like the fly boy is now a lot more respected in the military uh the uh psychic girl and uh psychic girl and the sidekick guy are together now and have like a have a very like end of a 40s action movie allusion to the fact that they're about to go and fuck but not outright <laughs> saying it <laughs> and then godzilla rises still alive seems to have no interest anymore in hurting people nope and swims out into the sea end of movie credits roll it's so fucking good i love this movie so much for one this is the first time i think we've actually remembered a character's name since like dr yamane and <laughs> sirizawa so it's pretty impressive yeah i really love this movie it's the best one we've seen it best godzilla film we've seen best movie review we've reviewed that isn't okja uh <laughs> Mm. which is made by an Oscar-winning director, so it's, like, kind of in another league. But, uh... uh <laughs> but, yeah, so... Oh, it's so fucking good. Is there anything we didn't talk about with the movie that you want to talk about? Let me think. Um, I read an interesting uh, trivia thing okay. that I would want to bring up now. Yeah. So the first one is that this was voted the best Godzilla movie in a 2014 Japanese fan poll. I agree with that, so far at least. It's also one of the most expensive live-action Japanese films made at that time. Wait, do, does it have a link to the fan poll? I want to see the fan poll. It just says it's tw the 2014. Let me... I mean, you can find it. One interesting one I also read was um, the I... director, Kazuki Omori. So, he liked Godzilla's youth, but he felt that he kind of outgrown the characters. And he was interested in more Western films, like... James Bond, and he wasn't particularly, you know, happy to try to make a Godzilla film, and he felt the series kind of bogged down by its, like, conservative production methods. Yeah. So, Omari's desire to make a James Bond-esque movie is the reason behind the movie's spy subplot and its various action scenes. Oh, I love that. Which was the right choice. The intro to this movie immediately hooked us. Like, with, like, the soldiers taking the the scale and the other one taking it. Like, it was so good. I'm looking at... I found the poll. Well, I didn't find the poll. I found another poll. But wow, this poll is really bad. What's number one? Well, number one is Godzilla. Okay, of course. But, like... but versus Biollante got number 20. What? Yeah. Ridiculous. Tied with versus Megalon. No. Yeah. I mean, we kind of liked Megalon, but like, yeah, I, this is not a Megalon tier movie. I want to find this poll because this poll. I want to see with people who have good enough taste to put this as the best Godzilla movie. <laughs> what they? What else? Well, I want to see where they put a Bira, because you know I love a Bira, you love a Bira. We like a Bira a lot more than most people like a Bira. So we do. Okay. Good oh, it's number 24. God damn it. Boo. Boo. Yeah. So, yeah, any other things you want to talk about before we move on to my favorite game? So, apparently, interesting enough, even though, like, the score is sick, 
the conductor didn't see the movie when he recorded the score. He, <laughs> like, he, like, he just tried to imagine what it might look like. And I guess yeah. the resulting soundtrack was so unusual that <laughs> the classic and familiar music tracks from Akira Ufakubi were just added in. And I mean, it worked. It, it worked did, really it good. It worked really well. So it was impressive. And the last thing here is that I guess uh, with the next one in the Heisei series, you know, uh, it's Ghidorah, King Ghidorah. Yeah. They did it because I guess this film, like, didn't, it did okay, but it knew great. Hmm. And they thought a big reason for that was that Biolante was a new monster. So they wanted to go back to an uh, original, like, one. Okay. Which, dang. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, this new john carpenter-esque monster was like one of the coolest parts of the movie so like i think there's a trivia in here not the coolest oh what trivia i swear there's something in here about john carpenter excuse us while we scroll folks because we do not do our research before we record the episode we're not professional okay yeah um a lot of my well during the during a lot of the film i was writing my make it gritty once it got in my head okay John Carpenter has a small statue of the Godzilla design used in this film in his office. I love so, Carpenter. So like, Carpenter you know, is such a he, he's such a cool dude. He, have you ever heard John Carpenter's quote about the Halloween films? Nope. Someone asked him like when they were making the new Halloween reboot, like, what do you think of the movie? I like it. They're giving me money. If they were not giving me money, I don't know if I'd like it, <laughs> but I like all things that give me money. Everyone should give me money. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so ready for make it gritty? Oh, yeah. you found you found a tidbit. Well, there's one more. Uh, what I forgot to mention is in the movie when the remember when like the the vine wraps around Godzilla and he like yeah. like like he shoots like a little. Imagine like a little like atomic breath, but it's like about like a foot off of his whole body. Yeah. Like he shoots just a little pulse. Yeah. He does that. It's pretty sick in the movie. <laughs> so um yeah, so Godzilla versus Biolante is so far what we've seen the best Godzilla film in our yeah. opinion. And I think uh we saw it over at what was it, it was like archive.org or something. Like, uh, s s uh, sadly enough, I guess this film is kind of harder to find, like, yeah. legally. Yeah. Like, it came out, I guess, on, like, DVD, but, like, it's not a, you know, it's not on streaming stuff or nothing. Like, yeah. most of them. So, it's a bit harder to get a hold of, but it's definitely worth it. It is. Oh, my God. It is so good. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so, ready to make it gritty? Yeah, but first, go watch Bailon... Go watch it if you haven't already. Go. Yeah. Go watch it. Go. Archive.org for now. Maybe it's taking about time you watch it. The second you clicked on and listened for more than five seconds, our stats are the same. We don't care if you finish <laughs> the episode. You can go. You can you can stop. Play, yeah. Pause it right now and go go watch uh, Godzilla vs. Biolante. It's an hour 40. It's a, it's a good length movie. It's not, doesn't overstay its welcome, I'd say. Yeah. Good time. So... Yes. Now it is time to make it gritty. Yours is gonna be longer than mine, so I'm gonna go first. Yes. Let's just do a little shop of horrors, but with Godzilla. Let's uh, literally just so 
Milford Roberta Brown in is in college. This is the same film where my joke, my gag joke from the last one happens in for Good. the record. Good. Uh, and she and the her nerdy friend, uh, her nerdy kaiju obsessed friend, uh, are kind of concerned about a professor that's been uh, that's been working on something in the laboratory in their for their uh for their agriculture classes and when they go in they see biolante they see a baby biolante okay it's just it's just a rose with a mouth at this point normal size <laughs> rose and she goes wow and she she's wow it's so beautiful and it goes feed me <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a girl Nolan feed me it's gonna be like a falsetto like girl vo- girl singing voice I think girls can have bass voices okay <laughs> not everyone has to fit your gender <laughs> norms okay okay <laughs> alright so so anyways uh, yes the violante singing plant yeah so just it's a musical this time and nice. it's uh, Biolante is, uh, he's a bad guy this time because Godzilla's gotta be the good guy in these films. Uh, mm. for better or worse, Godzilla's always gotta be the good guy in, in the legendary films. So, but yeah, the singing Biolante, uh, gains prominence and grows and, uh, the nerdy kid who watches the death cap of horn, uh, gets fed <laughs> to the point, gets fed to Biolante. Uh, of course. And like, does she just, so she's on campus? Yeah, man, these all these kids are going missing, <laughs> and if and eventually he get it, she get Biolante gets big enough to try and take over Boston, the remnants of Boston, because apparently all that <laughs> all that was left over was Harvard <laughs> after King of the Monsters, smoking wasteland. But then Godzilla arises and they fight, and that's the movie. Uh, that's all I've got sketched out. Yeah. No. Now, sick. I I seed the floor to Blend to Brandon. Okay. <laughs> seed. But um, tis. Okay. Oh, it's a pun on plants. I just was thinking about sperm. <laughs> you had it. You dropped it. <laughs> so um. So Biolante make it gritty. So I'm imagining. In some ways, it is a soft, it is a soft reimagining of this film. Okay. Only, as you said, Bailante needs to be the villain. Yeah. Like I just need to have that at the start mm-hmm. because um, she she has to be because Godzilla's the good guy. Yeah. So I'm imagining this film takes place in the previous film in this hypothetical monster verse. Godzilla dies at the end. In a noble sacrifice, Godzilla is dead at the start of this movie. Yeah. Gone. Poofed. Departed. (laughs) (laughs) This film's title is Godzilla Returns. Takes place a few years afterwards. Film opens with the scene of kids all drawing Godzilla. All of these things about Godzilla. Godzilla hats. Godzilla t-shirts. Godzilla everything. Like... Godzilla's presence is well established post death. 
Yeah. Everyone knows who Godzilla is. Everyone has heard some rumors about maybe they're still alive. No, you don't show that. You just see people that know that Godzilla was a cool dude and we're all sad. He, de- he like he sacrificed himself to like stop space Godzilla or something. Like this is like I'm imagining that this is the first one after uh, the the end game of the monster verse. <laughs> <laughs> so the first half is set up for espionage of Godzilla's scales and pieces being extremely valued. I think that is such a cool thing about this movie. Yeah. It's like so fucking sick that imagine like if Godzilla and all scales and he died and stuff, fucking every country in the world would want to have a piece of that. Yeah. So like we want to show that, you know, there's fucking bidding wars, like 20 Bitcoin for that scale, like black <laughs> market shit going on. Like, you know, some people think it's like an ancient like medicine that like makes you immortal and stuff. Yeah. Like everyone thinks that everyone wants a piece of this of Godzilla from the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So set up for that, and it's also being set up that Biolante is being set up. So I'm imagining that Biolante is an attempt to a failed attempt to recreate another Godzilla. Ooh, I like it. Where certain people are like, listen, Godzilla broke up some cities and shit. Some like let's say it's American scientists or something. America, you know, FBI, whatever. Big scientist organization. They're like, we need another Godzilla. Like, what's going to happen when the next space Godzilla comes down? We need someone to answer for that. So they're trying to make another one. And then the scientists has plants nearby. Yeah. Plants spore, if you would. I'm something of a scientist myself, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big spores. Some of the rose spores and such land in the, the goo for this creature. So that's happening, and Byline starts wrecking shit by, like, the halfway point of this movie. Woo! So Godzilla still isn't here. The military is a big focus of this, kind of like this movie in a way. The military is partially effective with stopping Biolante, but not fully. They realize that fire is a good way of stopping it, of stopping her, but I imagine the scene like where Biolante is in her first form in this movie, where they are burning Biolante. They're like, "Finally, we're going to deal with this thing," and then the spores start, and the spores work a little differently in this remake, oh. in this version. So imagine I'm folk. Imagine a shot where massive plume of spores, right? Mm-hmm. All these tanks, all these helicopters surrounding this thing. A single spore, so a guy can't really get a good view, opens the tank, looks out, looks around. What the heck? Imagine like it's snow. That's how much spores there are. Few of them land inside the cockpit. They sprout and they immediately vine, start flapping around, spraying everything with blood and everything. This is an R-rated movie. I can imagine this being a espionage horror movie (laughs) there's some kaijus there but a lot of it's like horror espionage stuff so it's fucking attacking the people in this tank this is and then it zooms out this is happening to everything all the military vehicles nearby yeah tons of violantes are sprouting tons of little ones (laughs) things are in chaos so most of this film i imagine taking place at night similar to this movie Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, a lot of it being lit up by the fire. Lots of reds, lots of dark hues. So I'm imagining that 
Tokyo has had the stick flicks in Tokyo. Tokyo has had so many kaiju attacks at this point. They built a great underground shelter for people <laughs> to take cover when a kaiju yeah. attack occurs. So part one of the second act, like towards the end of the second act, is following some like Tokyo residents as they're like packing up all their stuff. They see Bailante off in the distance, heading straight for that shelter. And then there's like many, you know, there's like a big wide shot. They're running. There's a lot of people behind them trying to get into. Too too many. The capacity is too low. Oh no. The guards, they get in. The guards need to shut the door. Silence. Silence. And then after a few minutes, this is deep underground. Lots of like stuff you got to get through. After a minute, there's banging on the door. There's banging on the door. Constant banging on the door. Sounds like there's hundreds of people on the side of that thing. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. The people inside are like, there's fucking room here. Like, we don't need a beds for everybody or anything. Mm -hmm. They overpower the guards and they start lifting up the gate. Mm -hmm. And when the first crack comes in, green vines burst through the opening. Oh, jeez. Vines are just wrapping around people. It's breaking through all their doors, etc. Bailante herself can't get through all those things, but her vines can. Oh, fuck. And it's sort of like an extended sequence of what we see in this movie, where it's like in the lab, yeah. and, the ten- and the fucking vines are like swooping around. It's the, it's the Doc Ock kills all of the surgeons scene. Yes, imagine that, but green vines. So all these things are happening, fucking... So much violence, so much death and everything. And then we cut to outside. Bailante is like looking, trying to like, you know, peer down towards the shelter as the vines are slopping around. All hope is lost. But then the first ray of morning is cast across the horizon. And with it, Godzilla. Woo! <laughs> the sickest kaiju fight ever put to the screen takes place and that's and they fight it's a big ass extended fight godzilla like at the end of the movie godzilla shoots his fucking super you know the the scene where he pulls up the jaws and shoots down it from like the original yeah Yeah. he does that the spores try to escape and godzilla just (laughs) in the circle burns it's so hot, he lights the cloud of spores on fire. All of them burn. Godzilla returns to the sea, and you can start your new movies. Ooh, the end. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, Bran, where can people find us? Yeah, so you can find us over at... Uh, you can send us emails. You can send us movie recommendations. We, uh, Death Kappa was a recommendation we had. Um... You can send us recommendations over at kingofthecasters at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Twitter at symbol Podzilla C. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any platform that have podcasts, we're probably on it. Yeah. So, oh, also, I know we, we always shout out Death Kappa as, a, uh, as having been a recommendation. But mm-hmm. so... I want to give a technical one. Uh, okay. So, Noah, our one Twitter fan, uh, 
he recommended Hedora to us. Unfortunately, we'd already recorded the episode. We just hadn't made it common knowledge yet out there. But he did recommend it before we announced it. So And we did like it a lot. Yeah, so, you know, it wasn't quite a home run for you, Noah, but you slid into second. <laughs> well, like, imagine, like, he already, you know, he got a home run, but they already, you know. The game was already weird. won. But yeah. yeah. He got the 11th run on the 10 and thing, but, like, he still contributed because it's great. Because yeah. then if we wouldn't have recorded it, we definitely would have after that. Yeah. Because it's a great one. So, so yeah. thank you, thank you, Noah, for that. Um, we appreciate all your interactions on the on the Twitter. Yeah, we are also doing the high side films in order. So, like, uh, you know, don't recommend any of those guys. Don't don't, because you'll be right eventually, you little tricky <laughs> dick. It's not impressive. <laughs> if you want to send us a high side film, go for it. And what are we doing next? We week? could probably just tell them if they're if we've recorded it yet or not. Get them excited. Um, yeah. Next week. We are going back to the Showa era for one. So here's here's our layup for the next few times. Showa era. Haizai era. Spooky. That's all we'll say. So yeah. the Showa film is going to be Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from 1975. Yeah, we're getting we're getting one of the most famous Godzilla characters. Woo! Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Two Godzillas in one movie. All What's right. What's going on here? Uh, that's all we gotta say. See you next time, baby. Woo. Catch you later.